Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favor, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. This past few weeks, months, something, something really struck me. Oh, you know, you know the light bulb moment or the aha moment. That opportunity when something all of a sudden you have been seeing, you have been reading about, you have been interacting with, all of a sudden starts making sense. Amen. You know, we have times where we go to church, we are taught this, we, are, we read the word, maybe we recite it as young people. At Sunday school we are taught and everything. But there's, there's a moment when, aha, Okay, this now makes sense. I had that time. When I was studying and meditating upon the word of God, the word of God, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Amen. It struck me. It just brought something in me. And I remember sharing with, uh, with, with Mr. Majaya and, uh, and Mr. Mr. Magunji when we had the Bible study at his house. I, I hope you remember this. And we were talking about something that, that I, I, I was thinking about for a while. And when we talked about it in the Bible study, it, it really struck me. You can never, never know someone or claim to know someone if you've not spoken to them. Amen. You can never raise your hand to say, I know this person. Even if you meet them every day on the tube. I can give you an example of myself. I used to work in London. And I used to sit at the same seat every day. And the people who used to sit next to me would sit there every day. Trust me, I knew their wardrobe. Yeah. Because I'm seeing this person on a daily basis. Amen. I would know that they have a red shoe, they have a blue shoe, they've got a red jacket, they've got a white jacket, or they are not coming, maybe they are on leave. I knew a lot of about people that I used to board the tube or the train with every day. Because you know, when you do things on a daily basis, like going the train, you like to do the same things. The same way, same pattern. Even if you drive, those who drive to work, you probably know the cars that you meet along the way and at the point in which you meet them. You probably know the time that your neighbor comes out of their house and locks their car to drive off to work. But one thing you can never know is if you're asked a question, do you know them, is to raise your hand and fully say, yes, I know them. Why? Because you have not spoken to them. Amen. What am I saying? When we read the word of God in John chapter 1, I want you to be with me. It might look a bit confusing. But it's a two-part series. We're going to do the next one next week. We're going to do the first one this week, but it should be fine. When you read the word of God in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. I like verse 1 to verse 3. It says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. 
in the word was God. Amen. I want us to zero in. I'm using pastor's words. I want us to zero in on the word, word. Amen. What did John mean when he said the word was with God and the word was God? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. What did he mean? What did he mean? Now, when you look into what Bible scholars say about the word, the, me the meaning of the word, word that John used in his, uh, in, his, in his gospel. Now, the word, word in John refers to a spoken word or a communication that has happened. Amen. In other words, what John is saying is in the beginning, God spoke to us. Right? In the beginning, God spoke to us. In other words, Jesus, in this instance, is the spoken word of God. Amen. So God spoke to us through Jesus. In other words, God wanted us to understand. He wanted to give us a message. God wanted us to understand something about him. And he spoke a word. And that word was Jesus. Amen. Now, when you look into that verse and you say, in the beginning was the word, which means it was Jesus, and the word was with God, which means Jesus, this is where the idea of Trinity comes into. And the word was with God, and the word was God. In other words, what John is saying to us is that God spoke to us. Yeah? So when you read subsequent verses, when you go to verse 14 and other things, you hear that the, the word, word in John is referring to Jesus Christ. So what God is saying is, the first thing that I did to humankind is to speak to them. The first thing that G John is showing us in his book is that God, the first thing that he did was he spoke to us. Remember, I said you can never understand someone until you have spoken to them. Now, the reason why God spoke to us, the reason why God gave us Jesus, is because he did not want us to have an abstract understanding of who he is. What does that mean? We can all make inferences about certain things. Are we together? You can make inferences that... Because he sits there, maybe he doesn't like to go up the stairs. But that might not be true. Because they like black tea. Maybe they're allergic to milk. It's just an inference. Amen. You can only get a true picture of who someone is when they speak to you. Amen. Now God through Jesus has spoken to us. Which means God did not want us to have like this. You can have your different understanding of who God is. You can have your own understanding of what God is. But God spoke a word. God gave us Jesus Christ so that we can understand who he is. In other words, our understanding of God emanates from our understanding of Jesus. Because he has spoken to us through his son. If someone asks you a question, what is God? Who is God? Push them to Jesus. 
it might seem obvious to some of us, but if we were to be honest and ask each other questions, what's your understanding of God? Some of us don't even know. What is it that comes to your mind? What is it, what is, what is it that you, what comes to your mind when you, when, you, when you ask questions about God? Some of us don't even know. And sometimes it's not our fault. Maybe it's because of maybe how we were, uh, the churches that we were going to, maybe how we were taught, how we were introduced to things. And sometimes we don't, we don't have an idea. No wonder why in the Bible there's a church that was praying to an unknown God. They, did, they discarded the importance or the identity of Christ as God. And said, you know what? No, we can't listen to that boy. He's just son of Joseph. And they, it did not make sense. When Paul and Peter were preaching to them and saying, we are praying to an unknown God. It's because they discarded Jesus as God. So when the word of God says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. What God is saying, or what John is saying, is that Jesus is God. Our understanding of God needs to, 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 to grow when we look at the life, the person, the teaching, the accounts, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's how we understand God. Amen. All things we can do, other things we can do besides Jesus are mere inferences. Assumptions. Amen. If we don't connect Jesus to our understanding of God, all we are simply doing, we assume things that are not real. Amen. This is why we sing Jesus is the center of it all. Do you, do you understand what, what these songs that we sing mean? Jesus is the center of it all. We are saying he is the man of the match. When I was at university, when the riot police, at the University of Zimbabwe, when the riot police used to come to, when we were doing demonstrations, when the riot police, just one car would come, it would disperse thousands and thousands and thousands of students. And we used to call it the man of the match. Because you know for sure that when riot comes, they win. No matter how many you are, they win. They become the men of the match. Amen. This is what God, this is what John is, is saying to us. Say, so wait a minute. Before we go into a lot of things, a lot of detail in his gospel, first let's get things right. We need to understand the position of Jesus. We need to understand who Jesus is. Amen. And John simply puts it, Jesus is God. You cannot understand God if you take out the person, the life, the accounts of Jesus in the equation. Amen. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Challenge yourself. Instead of you thinking about wild ideas, other things about God, spend a lot of time trying to understand the life of Jesus. Spend a lot of time interacting with the accounts that are written about Jesus. Have you ever, have you ever noticed, for those who know, back home in Zimbabwe, if you're a new convert, a lot of pastors and preachers, 
they would, they would, they would encourage people to go to the book of John. For those who, if you remember, for those who, 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 who got saved when they were young or a long time ago in Zimbabwe, and there were a lot of these Christian groups going around giving pamphlets and all other things. They would encourage people to read the book of John. Why is it important for us to understand this? It's because the book of John puts the doctrine of us as Christians into the right perspective. Now, the problem that we have here is we are asked questions about what we believe, and sometimes we don't know or we don't understand. And I'm here this morning to say to you, our doctrine as Christians should be centered on the belief and accepting Jesus as God. Amen. Instead of us having inferences, running ideas, running thoughts, you know, trying to imagine a lot of things, just go to the accounts of Jesus. Just go to Jesus. Just go read about Jesus. If you want to understand God, go to Jesus. Young people, if you want to grow in your, in your Christian life, if you want to grow in your, in, your, in your understanding of God, just read the accounts, the life, the resurrection, and death of Christ, and you understand who God is. Amen. You will understand who God is. What does this mean when, when, when John says Jesus is the ultimate revelation of who God is. What did John mean? When, when we say Jesus is the, the ultimate revelation, in other words, God wanted to show us who he is and he gave us Christ. What does this mean? God does not want us to have an ab abstract concept about who he is. He has already spoken to us. He has communicated to us who he is through Jesus' words, his life teachings, his accounts, his claims and resurrection. His intention for us through Jesus Christ. Amen. God had a plan. And his plan was like, I want these people to understand who I am. I want these people to develop a relationship with me. I want these people to know who I actually am. But this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go there as Jesus. And once people understand the life of Jesus, they will understand who I am. This is why sometimes some people would say, but watchtowers, they, they, they talk about God. Why is it people so, so much hate them or people don't like to interact with them? Maybe some of us have been to their church and some of us maybe have been raised in families where we used to go to Jehovah's Witness. It's fine. But this is the problem. The reason why there's a, the reason why I think a lot of people feel that the watchtowers are missing the point is because they call Jesus an angel who was created by God. So they remove the significance of Jesus and call him as one of the other creations of God. That's where the problem is. And we are saying Jesus is God. He was not a creation of God. When you read the word of God in John chapter 1, verse, uh, I think verse, verse 3 going forward, verse 4 going forward, it talks about that he was there in everything that was created. Was cre he was there at the creation. 
it does not say he was also created. No, it gives reference to Jesus being there when things were created. In other words, Jesus is part of God's decision-making plan. Amen. So we can make assumptions that everyone here understands who God is. Everyone here knows what God is, but it's not that. Some would say, why is it we have problems with Muslims? Well, Muslims, they don't regard Jesus as God. Muslims say he was one of the prophets. So they downgrade him and say, no, he's not God. He's one of the prophets. And this is what John is saying. He says, hold on, hold on. Before we talk about anything else, the wording at Kana or anything, let's understand the first things first. We need to put Jesus in his position as God. See, we say to our friends a lot, I'm looking for God in my life. I need God in my life. But we don't, we don't actually understand that when you say you need God, all you're simply saying is, I need, I need Jesus in my life. I need to understand the life of Jesus. I need to understand, I need to learn, I need to understand God from the life of Jesus. Amen. Because it becomes very difficult for us to imagine other things out of the order. And God did not want us to put in, in that misery. He said, Lord, I don't want your minds to be running all over the place. I'll give you Jesus. Look at him. Understand him. Study him. Read his accounts. See what he did. See what he said. See how he responded. See how he rebuked people. See how he forgave people. See how he understands people. Once you understand that, you understand me as God. Amen. Once we understand that, we will understand him as God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, just supports the idea that we are talking about, that God has spoken a word through Christ. And it says, on many past occasions, or in many, in before time, God spoke to us in many different ways. He spoke to our fathers uh, through the prophets, but in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed here of all things. Amen. So God has already spoken to us. So when God speaks to us, what is it that we are supposed to do when a communication is initiated from one point to the other? Those who did communication. You receive the communication. Are we together? You receive the communication. So God has already given us his identity through Christ. He has already showed us who he is through Christ. He has already spoken. He's already communicated to us. He has already given us, given us his intention about us. Amen. Which means there is an open invitation already from God. And what God wants us is for us to respond by receiving him. This is why, if you read John chapter 1 verse 12, this is why it makes sense to say, for those who did receive him for those who did receive him to them he gave the right to be called do, do you see how it makes sense 
God is said, I've already done the first step. I've already communicated. So which means I've done point A. Now I've already extended my invitation to you through Jesus Christ. I've already spoken my word. I've given you my intention. I want you to understand me. I've given you all that you need. It's like a young person going to the exam room and the teacher is saying, you know what? We have done all the extra lessons. We have done all the preparation that we need to do. It's time for you to go and, and, and pass the examination. Which means God has already given us a step. He's already done something for us. He's communicated. He has reached out to us. And this is what John chapter 1 verse 12 says. For all those who did receive him. Why did he, why did John say receive? He talks about two words in there. There's believe. I, I, want, I want to read this, this verse. If you can help me out. To all those who did receive him and to those who believed. He used two words. There's the, 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 the people who received him and those who believed in his name. He gave the right to be called the sons or to become the children of God. Here's the difference. You can know about God. Amen. You can know about what God people do with church persons these days. You can know about what church people do. Amen. You can, you can know about Ebenezer, what Ebenezer church does. You, you, can, you, can, you can believe information that people are giving you. It's fine. But there's a difference in you receiving what you are given. Amen. There is a difference in you receiving communication that is coming your way. These days we've got social media and there's a lot of things that people post on there. Some of the information you can believe that, yeah, it's true or it's not true. It's not real. It's not real. But when you go to the extent of receiving the information, you are processing it. It's becoming yours. You, you, you are making, making it yours. You, you, you are developing an, a, 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 a system of processing, of understanding it, of, of interpreting it, of making it your own. This is what John is saying. He says, God has identified himself to us as God. He has given us Jesus Christ to say, if you want to understand me, look at my son. And this is what he says, to all those who did receive him, not just people who knew about him, not people just who have heard about him, or people who have studied about, about Jesus, or studied Jesus, but people who have received Jesus in his true identity as God. Those are the people that John is saying he has given them the right to become the children of God. Amen. It's one thing to know about God. It's one thing to recite verses, recite poems, to, to, to say things about God, associate with people who know God. It's another thing to receive him. And this morning, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to receive God. I want to encourage you to receive Jesus as God. I want to encourage you in your prayer life to be modeled upon the reception of Christ as God in your life. I want to encourage you 
if you have if you have never had time to really try to understand who God is, this is the first step. Go and read about the accounts of Christ. Go and read about what, what Jesus said. Go and read and understand what Jesus did. And you will understand who God is. God wants us to move from an abstract point where everyone else has got a different definition. But what brings us together as Christians, which is why I think it's so important for us to understand this, that when you decide to go with Christ or you decide to give your life to Christ, you have to understand that God, uh, Jesus is God. And that's key. That's what, that's, that's where our Christian doctrine hinges on. A lot of churches, they've developed their, their doctrine, but it, it hinges on, on, on that. And if a, ch- if a church doesn't, doesn't do that, it's failing. It's, 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 if a church doesn't give the preeminence of Christ as God, it's failing. Because God has already spoken, he's already given us his communication. So if people do give us other things that giving us lies, they're, they're misdirecting us. Amen. I want to encourage us, saints. I want to encourage us. For if there's anyone who's, who has never given his life to Christ, or maybe someone who, who's trying to understand, who's in a point where things are not making sense, I want to encourage you and say, Receive Jesus as God. Receive Jesus as God. Give give yourself time to understand his teaching. And you'll understand who God is. And the word of God continues to talk about the glory of God and his infiniteness. I hope I said it correctly. To say, once we receive Christ as God, we'll receive the glory. We'll live in the infinite glories of Christ. It's because we, 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 we understand that. Oh, that's what God wants us to do. To understand him through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus, wherever you're going, tell yourself, remind yourself, Jesus is God. And for one way for me to understand God is by understanding who Jesus is. Put your mind to rest from wandering thoughts. Amen. Understand God by who God is. And we know that God, Jesus Christ, is God. It is easy for us to have a lot of information about God, religious practice, but to know him, it takes Jesus because Jesus is his word. To know him takes Jesus because Jesus is his word. God has spoken to us through his word, Jesus Christ. And this is what makes the I am sayings in John make sense. Amen. When you read the word of John, there's so much, I am this. I am the resurrection and the dead. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Now, Jesus is making claims for someone who has authority. Jesus is making claims for someone who has power over nature. Jesus is making claims that he has power over even human beings and mankind. Why? Because he is God. Amen. So when you read the word of God in John, this, this, I am this, I am this. Why, why is Jesus making those claims? 
It is just God who's trying to say, you can understand me through Christ. Because what Christ's word says is God speaking to us. I am the way, the truth, and the life. God's plan to save humanity came enshrined in the person of Christ. That's why Christ would say, I am this, I am that. Why? Because he was God or he is God. Amen. So if anyone asks you a question, tell us about this God that you always talk about. I went to church. We learned about God. What is it? If you don't talk about Christ in your answer, that's a wrong answer. Amen. We cannot talk about God without Jesus because Jesus is God. Because he has spoken to us through his son. He has spoken to us through his son. Amen. I want us to pray. Next week we're going to talk about the other aspect of um, of that scripture, John chapter 1 verse 14. Uh, today we're talking about the importance of Jesus' identity. Next week we're going to look at the importance of his relationship with men. Amen. So next week we're going to look at Jesus' relationship with men. Today we're talking about how Jesus is God. Next week we're going to look at how, how Jesus interacted or interacted with men. What does that mean to us? And what is it that we learn from the word of God in the gospel of John? I want us to pray. Amen. As I close, I want us to, to pray. Let's, let's just stand on our feet. President Worship, you can help me out. I, I, I want us to pray. We are at a time in the world where there's a lot of competing information for our attention. Or there's a lot of things that are being presented to us that, that require our attention. And many a times, we, we give so much to a lot of things and give so much little time to understand, develop our knowledge of God through Christ. And I want us to pray this, this morning, this afternoon, and say, God, help us to understand who you are through the life of your son, Jesus Christ. I want us to, to, to reflect upon our lives and say, God, there's so many misinformation or misinformation or miscommunication or things that we have been taught that seem not to align you or that seem not to identify you as God. And I want you, God, to help us to have a proper understanding of who you, you are in our lives. And make it a point this week, maybe from starting from today, maybe from next week, to start interacting with the accounts of Christ so that you develop your understanding of God. If you do not have time to read your Bible, why don't you challenge yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to start by reading one verse at a time. Go to John chapter 1. Read John chapter 1 verse 1. Ask yourself questions. This is one thing that I've learned. I've started asking myself questions. When I read things, and once you start asking yourself questions, you get another scripture that interprets what you're trying to understand. You get another one that supports what you're trying to understand. Start asking yourself questions. Get excited about understanding who Jesus is. Because Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. This is what I want you to remember. Jesus is God. And God had a plan for us to redeem us as humankind. And he sent Jesus Christ. 
And he says, if people understand this person that I'm sending Jesus, if people understand this person that I'm sending Jesus Christ, they will understand who I am as God. Amen. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description. Until we meet again, may heaven keep smiling at you.